Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast, which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. We are continuing our study in the book of Romans. We're in chapter 6, looking at verses 1 and 2. Read from New Living Translation. In response to death, transmitting from Adam to the entire human race, God made his grace available. And that's what we read in chapter 5. And that's according to Faith Life Study Bible. I asked chat uh, GPT to give me a good summary of chapter 5 of the book of Romans. And this is what it read, or what it reads. (laughs) Chapter 5 primarily discusses the concept of justification, faith, and the consequences of Adam's sin. It emphasizes that through faith in Jesus Christ, believers can be justified and reconciled with God. The chapter also explores the contrast between the sin of Adam, which brought condemnation to humanity, and the righteousness of Jesus Christ, which brought justification and eternal life to those who believe in him. Romans chapter 5 highlights the transformative power of faith in Christ and the abundant grace that God offers to humanity. And again, that was from Chat GPT. So let's listen to Romans chapter 6, verses 1 and 2, read from New Living Translation. Well, then, should we keep on sinning? So that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? Of course not. Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? Again, Romans chapter 6, verses 1 and 2, read from New Living Translation. I'll be back with insights and close with prayer. Hi, this is Hope Scott, and I pray that you are enjoying my podcast. Stitcher listeners, you can listen, like, and follow on Pandora. Five Minutes in the Word is available on your favorite podcast apps, including Amazon Podcast, Apple Music, Spotify, and so many others. Please like and follow Five Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Twitter. That again was Romans chapter 6, verses 1 and 2, read from New Living Translation. In chapter 5, Paul asserts that God's gifts reverse the effects of Adam's sin, and God's gift is Jesus Christ. His life, his death, his resurrection, burial, resurrection, and ascension. And Paul had those who wanted to know, so since we are under grace, can we just continue sinning? Should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? That is, shall we persist in a vicious way of living with this view that the grace of God may be magnified hereby? Is it right to commit sin on such an account? Or... Is it a fair inference, a just consequence drawn from the doctrine of grace? 
To be sure, of course, it is not. Sin is not the cause of the glorifying of, of God's grace. But sin of itself is the cause of wrath and not of grace. God has been pleased to uh, magnify his grace in the forgiveness of sin. For it is not by the commission of sin, but, but by the pardon of it, that the grace of God is glorified and made to abound. Moreover, grace and conversion is glorified by putting a stop to the reign of sin and not by increasing its power, which would be done by continuing in it. Grace teaches men not to live in sin, but to abstain from it. And that's from Gill's uh, exposition. And since we have died to sin, again, we should not continue in it. And, it, and this is Faith Life Study Bible says, indicates that believers are no longer under the power and control of sin. We have died to sin, so we are no longer under the power and control of sin. Therefore, we must not live as though we are still under it. And um, Paul, again, with his uh, rhetorical, uh, well, he's answering in the form of a question. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? And that's something to think about. Once you're uh, converted and changed and saved, uh, we try to, I mean, we do still fall into sin, but we try to live a life that's glorifying to God. And y'all forgive my voice, it wants to go out. I know the weather is strange everywhere. We're supposed to have freezing weather in southeast Texas again. So just be bear with me. I've got just a few more little things to say. He says, of course, we're not going to continue in sin. There is um, a death for sin, a death in sin, and a death to sin. The latter is mentioned here. A person may be said to be dead to sin, both as justified and sanctified. When we're dead to sin, we are both justified and sanctified by the power of God. Justified persons are dead to sin as much as uh, it is not imputed to them to condemnation and death. They are discharged from it. It cannot hurt them or exert its damning power over them. It has been crucified, abolished, and put to an end by Christ. Sanctified persons are dead to sin. Sin is not made their business. It's not part. They try not to sin. It is not that their course. It is not their course of life. It is no longer longer a pleasure uh, to them, but is loathsome and abominable. It is looked upon not as a friend, but as an enemy. And we're talking about sin here. Uh, and it does not reign. It does not control. It is, has no dominion over them. It is subdued and its powers weakened. As, um, and as to the members of the flesh and deeds of the body, it is mortified. To live in sin is to live after the dic dictates of uh, our corrupt nature, which when Christ died on the cross, cross 
He brought justification from that. He saved us from that. Persons may be said to live in it when they give themselves up to sin and are bent upon doing their own thing. When sin is in their lives, they delight in it, make it their work and business in the whole course of their life. Those who are dead to sin cannot live in it. Though sin may live in them, they may fall into sin and lie in it for some time, yet they cannot live in it. Let me say that again. We may fall into sin and may even lie in sin for some time, yet we cannot live in it. Living in sin is not only unbecoming, um, the grace of God revealed in the gospel, but it is contrary. It is detestable to gracious minds. It seems impossible to, that we should even want to live in it, which, which suggests that this question, how shall we live in it? Paul is saying it's impractical, you know, to even think about it. For a gracious soul to live in sin would be to die again, to become dead to sin which cannot be. Uh, he that lives and believes in Christ shall never die spiritually or eternally. But again, we have to choose Christ. We have to choose to want to live a, a godly life. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for a grace that reminds us that even when we fall into sin, we can't and may have to lie in it for some time, but we cannot live in it because living in sin is not only unbecoming the grace that, of, uh, that you have revealed in the gospel, but it's contrary to it. And it should be detestable to a man or woman of God. So, Father, thank you. Thank you for the words of Gil. Who's, these are his words. And, of course, he's giving explanation to your word. So we thank you for that. Father, we're praying for those, again, who are at, the, at that point in their life where they're trying to make a decision. God, give them clarity. Give them understanding of your word as they listen to not just this uh, teaching, but uh, many others. And God, let your word um, reach their hearts as only the word of God can. We're praying, God, as we're listening and hearing of um, strikes by the U.S. on different, um, to protect our interests, I'll just put it that way, protect God. Um, but I know that you can and you have placed a shield of protection over so many as we see your power, we see your hand in so many ways. Continue to protect, especially the household of faith in the name of Jesus. Give our leaders wisdom, God. Give them the heart to know uh, your will and to have the heart for all of your people. In the name of Jesus, not just their own special interests. And we're thanking you in advance, God, as we're praying for those who have special needs. We're agreeing with them that all of their needs are met. In the name of Jesus, amen. 
Thank you for spending time in God's word with me. Be blessed.